Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate Podcast. And um, do you ever get that feeling that you're doing something and you have no idea what the hell you're going to do or what you're doing? Or do you ever get that feeling, you know, you ever get, you're starting to do a job and you're going, what the hell am I doing this for? I kind of have a feling about doing this podcast because when I picked this up, I was going, do you know what? We might get an old sneaky signing in there like uh, Tom Carroll or at least someone. We could spit something about on this podcast, mm. and then Owens comes through the door, Petty. What? And it's not, it's not looking like it at this stage either, is it? No, it's not looking like. It. I'll tell you one thing: it would be the fastest. Either it would be the the, the fastest uh, medical in history, or um, yeah, maybe the carrier pigeons are still getting the. You know, maybe the fax machine is broken. The carrier pigeons are still getting the but papers. Once you have the another. paperwork done, you can sign subject. To a medic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even offer, offer sheets, yeah, yeah. There's, there's offer sheets or something. I, so, I, uh... <laughs> my five minutes before this came on, I said, Right, I gotta look up the Premier League transfer laws, and I took one look at them and went, Oh, fuck that, that's way <laughs> too complex for me. That's way too complex for five minutes to read and then pretend I know about it. On a there's no way I could have digested all that, and I was kind of going, Yeah, I saw it, but but there is, you often hear it that. Once you get the offer sheet in before 11 o'clock. But look, I think, and I would consider myself, and I pride myself on my optimism, Patrick, but Mm. (laughs) even my optimism isn't stretching towards the fact that Czech Dekura is coming in the door in the next one hour and 27 minutes' time. I think think our lot is done, and I think the fact that Morgan Sansom played against uh, Wickham tonight, and I think, uh, you know, came off after 45 minutes, and um, just kind of shows you where the 
put a management's heads around with regards to that as well, Paddy. But what's your views on it? What's your initial thoughts on it? Uh, I'm a little bit flat with the whole thing, Neil. I have to be honest. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm still deflated from what's gone on over the summer, and you know, we've we've five people in and ten people out between loans and permanents. So there's a lot of uh, experience gone out of the squad. I would have liked to see at least one more come in today. So as a result, I am I am flat. Um, you know, my opinion is a lot flatter than I would hope it would be heading into the season. And you know, there's just so much gone on with with the whole COVID crap and and uh, you know missing out on players last weekend, which which probably you know if, if even if he'd have stuck John McGinn into that team, we probably would have got the three points. Or even mm. Dyro means one of them. I don't know. It's just just the way I'm feeling about it. It's just the whole thing that, has just got the better of me. That's actually a great point, Paddy. And, and um, you know, actually, I'm just, the more I think back in it, for much not stick as we give John McGinn for for um, or we gave him last year for picking up people at the back post for corners. I don't think he runs out like a train like Ashley Young did there. So maybe if we did have John McGinn and he was picking up Ivan Tony <laughs> because they, they they do like to put him on a pretty pretty decent uh, player or, or a pretty dangerous player when corners come in. Um, so do you know what? I never even thought of that. And you just mentioned it there now and it kind of got me thinking mm. of, yeah, actually that was, that. like it's these little things and these little margins that kind of tend to, to to turn the needle as well. Um, but you're right. You're, you're, you're right. Look, look. I'm not going to say... I didn't I'm even mean it that way. I meant, in a, I meant in a creative force. We could have done with him at the weekend. But oh, I know, yeah. It just wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know my deflated. I don't think deflated is the word. I'm more so I have I have a question, I suppose, as to what like like so people say we need an identity to play. Um and I think that's gonna be one of the biggest questions. And I think that's gonna be one of the biggest questions actually, Paddy, over the next between now and Christmas, between now and the January window is what is our identity? The, the big, the Dean Smith is what? The biggest problem I have is when are we going to see our identity with all the injuries, COVID, internationals, everything that's going on? Just like, oh, Jesus Christ, I don't know what's yeah. going on here. <laughs> we yeah, just, you know, yeah. everything is different from one day to the next. You know, everything is just, it's, 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 it's hard to keep up with. It's, there's that much going on. Um, now that I'm back in full time employment, I'm not looking at my phone all day as well, which makes it even harder. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough to keep up with what's going on, and you know the Emmy Buendia and Emmy Martinez situation with Brazil or with Argentina. It's just people telling me they're flying to an island off Croatia after the the match to yeah. self isolate. I'm like, Jesus, and what's going on? That's that's a good point. Like, and I, do you know what? I'm going to be real honest here as well. And people might have different opinions, and that's absolutely fine. That's why we do this crack, but. Like the club are trying to do everything right, and they're just getting they're getting screwed from every angle, from the COVID angle, from injuries, and now Argentina, yeah. whereby they think they've got to compromise. The two boys hop on a plane. Mings comes out and tweets, "This is a great compromise for the club." And next thing, all of a sudden, some Argentinian newspaper is quoting the Argentinian FA saying, "Yeah, lads, they're playing all three games. I don't know where the hell you got that from." And then you get some fun today saying that they're flying to an island. They're sort of going playing two games, flying to a 
uh, island off the coast of Croatia, training there for four days, and then going to rejoin the cl- the, the squad then and circumnavigate the the um, quarantine laws. If they get to circumnavigate the quarantine laws, provided that they're positive and they're not bringing COVID into the country, I will hundred percent agree with it. But now there's a bit of ambiguity, and then no, and no one is able to answer the question of: Are they playing three games? Are they playing two games? The third game is on Friday, the tenth of September. You know, um, where we're like. Uh, it doesn't really matter, I suppose, if they do play that because I don't think we're back on again until the 18th of September or something like that. I, I, I'm i open to correction on that. It might, my dates might be wrong. But, you know, it's just another talking point when we need two weeks of of downtime. And plus this, like, like so I can understand why you're deflated. And I, and I think it's important to put context because I, I suppose I'm a small bit flummoxed more so than depleted than um deflated about one or two things as well and they're all outside the club's control you know i i firmly believe there's nothing they can do about the me's situation injuries are injuries that could happen whenever they could happen in training Burton Shore is i know happened in the liverpool game i still think you need that game because the club is chasing its tail from all the covid cancellations and in, in pre-season and then you know you've got uh you, you've got the two covid pieces I, I don't know what more the club can do other than bring in players today. And I think that's a, probably a valid question, more so than criticism, I think, for the club to say, why haven't you brought somebody in? Am I right? Yes. Am I wrong? Am, and, I, too, that, am I too nice that, to the club? <clears throat> well, you know, I'm not, I'm not feeling too nice at the moment, so I have no problem saying it. I, I, I believe we're short. Um, you know, what, what did we spend? Did we spend 100 million? Near enough. Doesn't matter what we spent. It doesn't matter what we said we spent because we, no. we were going into this season to improve anyway. So more yeah. than that hundred million should have been spent. Why? Why does why does the money why does the money the, the actual figure matter? Why does the figure of money spent matter? But like we, we, it, we needed to bring in we needed to bring in a central midfielder. The money is there mm-hmm. to do it. That, that, that's yeah, we uh, offloaded. But, but let's we say offloaded, we brought offloaded, in someone on a free. We offloaded Conor Horahan yesterday. Um, I I believe that Dean Smith is a stand-up guy and wouldn't go and make the likes of Conor Horahan or uh, Freddie Gilbert play with the under twenty threes for the season. I don't think yeah. that's the way he is. That's not his style. And I really believed after yesterday seeing Conor Horahan. Was it yesterday or today? Yesterday was it? Yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. And track of days here now. So when I saw Connor go, I I I just said to myself, okay, that's it. And you know, a few names are bandied about today. Basuma yeah. and uh, your your mate, the American fella from Juventus, was mentioned again, but he's gone somewhere else, is he? Didn't see. Don't make me cry and li- live yeah. on screen, Paddy. Or tell me <laughs> things like that. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, I, I, I could be wrong. I just thought somebody. He said it, said it earlier on there, but uh, yeah, I would have been happy. But I, we're I, also lighting the goalkeeper department as well, unless they've got an awful lot of faith in Sinisalo or Marshall, maybe a little bit too young to be stepping up to the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've seen Jed Steer have a bit of a wobble at times when we have seen him in pre-season and last week. So... Uh, on that would have come in, so that's what we're missing. Um, but I think I think this is all just a hangover from uh, 
from losing our star man. That's that's exactly how yeah. I feel, just a bit deflated from it all. Yeah. I look, I know and, and I mentioned about the number there. Like if we bring in two two free transfers and these two three free transfers come into the team and, and improve the team. I'm just, I, I was going earlier on about them. I kind of get a bit riled up about we're in profit. Why aren't we spending money? Yes, we can spend money. Absolutely. But transfer money is the least of the outgoings. There are biggest outgoings. And actually, I had a podcast done it and I never released it. I did it about four or five months ago about amortization and deamortization of contracts and how um, how transfer. Uh, what's it called? Transfer accounting works. And like literally team, you, teams can spend money on transfer money. It's the wages that come with the player afterwards is the problem. Like we signed Jack, to be honest with you, and this is going completely off topic. We saw Jack Grealish for a hundred million. I can guarantee you that in the, in the, um, or not guarantee you, but I wouldn't be surprised that in next year's accounts, we see a massive number alongside Jack Grealish leaving because Jack Grealish had just signed a five-year contract for for Aston Villa the year before and four or five year contract or whatever and we'll call it a, an imaginary figure of a hundred grand so a hundred grand a week so they would have put in their set of accounts they would have accounted for the following year for that money as well so they can then count that back as a saving in money because they've sold Jack Grealish and Paddy's gone maybe he doesn't like what I'm saying to him but um yeah so there's there's there's, there's lots of bits and pieces in that with regards to what actually constitutes um money and outgoings for the club and what the club can actually account towards their their, their coffers again but no I, I waiting for Paddy to pop back on again he will pop back on again I'm sure in a moment but um I agree with Paddy we needed an extra midfielder we needed I think one more body in and uh and, and that would have um that would have satisfied me for sure um but we definitely needed one more body and I think to just to just to kind of bulk up the numbers I'm going to come to a couple of your comments there, guys, because I feel lonely without Paddy. But we've got somebody calling in from a place called Drunk in Turkey. Or are you drunk in Turkey? I'm not quite, not quite sure, John. Um, if there is a place called Drunk in Turkey, I want to go there every weekend. That's where I want to go if there is a place called Drunk in Turkey. Um, Alfie Reed says this is going to be a quick episode. I, I don't know. I don't know. We, we've, we've got a couple of things to chew the fat over myself and Paddy. Paddy's got his loan roundup done, I know, um, and I'm waiting to hear that because I completely checked out from all the loans previously. So Paddy does have that. Um, we've got people calling, um, or we've got John says he we thought we needed a central defensive midfielder. Um Look, I can see, I can see why the club wanted to stick with who they have, considering that they do have a huge amount of faith in Jacob Ramsey, and they see him day in, day out. And and who's to say that we don't find an identity in midfield? We went off on a massive tangent, myself and Paddy there, and that was something that um, I was I was going to bring up, and we will talk about it in a moment. About what about the 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 most important thing Aston Villa need right now is 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 an identity, and and when Paddy pops back on, um, we'll go through that as well, um. So he says that nothing's going on. Smith's putting huge faith in the young lads. It's tough to judge us with so many out after a disrupted preseason. And look, to be honest with you, that's the truth. That's that's literally the fact of the matter. Fact of the matter is that look, we've got we've had we've had such a disrupted preseason, and I'm not I'm not papering over the cracks with it. It's something that happened. Um, and it's unfortunate, but it's completely out of the club's control an awful lot of it. Like it wasn't us that had COVID when Sevilla game was was called off. It wasn't us that had COVID when North, North, the Nottingham Forest game was called off. And they were two important games. They were two big, they were kind of our two marquee games to get settled for the season. And then we got Salah and Tana. And 
7 out of 10 obviously came. We couldn't enact any game plan. They kind of kicked and puffed a small bit. Yeah, we beat them, but it was very much a kind of a playing a car park kind of a thing, you know. It wasn't there wasn't much in it, but yeah, so there's 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 context to it, I think. And Paddy was back there a moment ago, but he just popped off again. Um Why Clinch Fight Podcast says feels like we'll be the opposite to last season. We'll need time to adjust and gel and we'll slowly get back into the season rather than start fast. Very that could be that could be quite true. You know, that could be quite true. It could be a situation whereby last year we came out of the traps like a greyhound and then we limped over the line then towards the end of the season when we ran out of steam. Maybe we turn the tables this time. Maybe we gel and maybe, you know, it, it happens towards the end of the season. Who knows? Who knows? But it, it's it's more possible than us going out and winning every game we have in September. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I love it. Got fed up with Sky, Sky Sports News becoming manure TV most of the day. Absolutely. You know, where was all this coverage when we signed a 36-year-old left winger? Um didn't hear anybody talking about that now, did you? Uh, but when Man United sign a 36-year-old left winger come forward, uh, yeah, they, they, of course, they get 48 hours of news. Um, <laughs> Macadamia says, uh, even in lads, you mentioned before the window that you'd heard a name that we were after but didn't want to say at, at the time, any danger you'll spill it now. We actually can't. Like, it's definite, but definitely if we mentioned who it was and and this isn't us just trying to be teased or anything it's like the one piece of information we've ever gotten and it didn't come true and if we if we mention it we might never get any other piece of information again um so without without teasing um th that player did go on to to another club a club in the in, in the champions league and um they will be on your tv on a wednesday night for sure uh, for years to come but um look didn't happen. Don't know how true it was in the end, but came nowhere close. But like, obviously, because he's now they're now at another club. Um, and sorry, I, I really don't want to be vague and, and and just do that out of being a prick tease or anything like that, guys. It's 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 just it's literally the one piece of information we've ever gotten. And I I don't want it, and it's not fair to spill it because uh, the person who who told us would know straight away, and, and that's not fair in them either. Um, we've got the guys from New Zealand are in. Stuart, good to see you, buddy. Thank you so much once again. Greeting from Wednesday morning. Look, Stuart, you're in the future. You should be able to tell us. Have we signed anyone? Have we signed anyone? Paddy's back again. Stuart, have we signed anyone? You need to tell us because you're in the future. You're like Marty McFly. Um, but you do. Actually, that's a good point. Great to see Mungo Bridge get out and loan for the season. Um, I don't think we'll have any loan income, any more incomings. And I don't believe uh, I don't believe we'll see Freddie G again. Good point on Mungo Bridge. He's gone to the he's gone to the French third division, I think. Um, which is an interesting one. Strange. You know, I, I, I never never heard of the club he's gone to, but um, the club pick and choose the teams the players go to, and we've heard about that before. Like that's they pick the club based on what the club can offer the player, and uh, game time, I suppose, is more important than maybe caliber of opposition. I, I, I don't know, I don't know, but interested to see see what the crack is with Mungo uh, if he comes back. But he does have one of the most fantastic names, and Freddie G has also gone off to to France as well. Uh, and his travels back to Strasbourg as well. Um, it was interesting that it was a loan with no option to buy. That was an interesting one. I don't know if Freddie out of contract at the end of the season. I don't know. I think he has, but, I think uh, he has one more. I, I think, think he's he has one more too. after the season. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there was recall clauses or something like that in that one specifically. Obviously, we're not going to find that out until probably closer to January. But um, 
I like Freddie Gilbert. Um, just never seemed to be flavor of the month with this, with this, um, this coaching staff. And um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Do, do we have a do we have a, a vacancy at right back? Not a vacancy, but do we have a need for right back? I don't know. It's a question. It's a question for sure. Paddy, one few said Brevin just had a game uh, had a good game for Grimsby nil nil versus Stockport. That's one few, but uh, I'm Paddy is going to do his loan roundup soon. Um, let's have another look here. I think this is a fair point as well. Greenish leaving has derailed the project. It'll take a couple. I don't know. It'll take a couple of seasons to get back on track, but I think it's derailed these these opening couple of games for sure. Look, put it this way, it didn't help. I think we were in a good position prior to injuries, COVID, and uh, and things like that, because not only did we lose Grealish, but we lost our two tune-up games as well prior to the season, all in the same week. And, and that's, that was a real ball-breaker, I think, more so than, than, um, than a lot of other things that have happened now, because we're still searching for fitness in certain areas, and Dean Smith's been pretty open about that. Um uh, Stephen Fay says the club, are, club and Dino are doing everything right. Covid out of their control. I agree. The players going to Argentina is out of their control. I agree with that. Doug making the final of the Olympics and players injured. Full squad available. We're a different animal. Yeah, it, that, that's why I'm reluctant to go two footed in and 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 anything the club has done because I think they've done some very good business. We, I'm just a, like. I, I'm like everybody else. I'm impatient and I want to see the full product straight away. But unfortunately, we can't see it until number one after the international break, number two after people come back from COVID, and number three once behind everyone comes back from injury, and, and and hopefully that's sooner rather than later. Um, AVFC Jano, big ups to the word flummoxed. It's one of my favourite, and it gets you a ton of points in Scrabble as well. If you can pull that one out of the bag, and um, get you an absolute <laughs> ton of points. Uh, Tom, great to see you, buddy. Uh, I think it's great. I think it's great. We can debate again about buy, about buying who uh, as a Premier Team. I remember being at Preston away under Roberto Di Matteo. We'll bite your hand off for this now, but I guess it's all relative. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, yeah. Look, it always, it always comes back to that summer we spent where Tony Jav was on the way out. So you know, we, we have to you have to take a chill pill every now and again, but. I feel a bit like that this summer because we're rebuilding and starting again. And I, I actually agree with the guy that messaged before saying it could take two seasons. I think it could. Um, we are in transition. I just hope that the fans and, and everybody involved in the club has a bit of patience and leave them at it. I don't know, Paddy. You seem to go missing there and you came back on your phone. I don't know. Was it just easier to use your phone? Were you on the phone to Dino giving him a good, giving him both barrels to try and get a transfer over the line? You can either uh, confirm or no. deny, I suppose. You'll have to wait until 11 o'clock, uh, <laughs> Dermot. You're going to have to wait until 11 o'clock to find out if he was or not. <laughs> wait till Big Ben goes on Sky Sports News. That's the that's what you got to do. Um Oh, Jesus, Paul, I would absolutely love it. There would be a lot of naked dancing if this happened, if Fabrizio uh, just happened to pop on the screen and uh, still had the link from our podcast to pop down the screen to say Weston McKinney just signed Aston Villa. Yeah, there'd be a lot of naked dancing, I can guarantee you, if that happened. Um, did, uh, I, tr- I kind of threw it out there kind of more or less, trying to poke you when you were going on with about the... When I tried to rise you when we were going on with about the, about the, the transfer money, but... Free transfers, like there are people out there. Of course, there are. Yeah, just like Mohammed Besic is out there. I'm not saying he's going to tear up trees, but 
if you're looking for a defensive midfielder to come in and kick people up in the air, he's there. Yeah. I'm not saying we're going to sign one either. It's just, <laughs> just something that popped into my um to my mind. Um Gaz, thank you so much. Really appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. Uh, when DM Bazuma, when my dream signing's gone into the window, I think we replaced him well, but feel a bit disappointed on the whole. I, 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 I think, I think people are definitely validated to 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 find uh, to, to feel disappointed. Like I wanted one more player. I certainly wanted one more player. I thought we get one today. I thought we get a midfielder in today. I thought we might even get someone of the ilk of like. Simon Dawkins, Josh Anima type, you know, in today, but um, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I just I thought we'd see a body in through the door today, but maybe this, maybe you know, like there, there's there's an argument to be made as well that, and I said it to you today, texting you today, Paddy, that maybe like it's 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 quite possible, and there are some managers that like to do this, and some to their detriment. I know Mourinho is, uh, are, is, is it Mourinho? Maybe not Mourinho, but um, there are some managers out there that swear by having a small squad, a smaller squad, with youth, with bringing their youth players into to supplement. Um, like we have bodies, we have, we still have six central midfielders. Granted, one of them is seventeen, but he's the best seventeen-year-old in the country. You know, we have still have six central midfielders. Uh, I, I think it's more sort of type of midfielders that's kind of got me down. That I kind of wanted. I wanted an ex-WWE, you know, UFC-style brawler to come into the middle of midfield, kick people up in the air, but we just don't have that type. Yeah. That, well, I think that's what we all wanted. But And somebody else made a valid point there to me today as well. Does the fact that he hasn't signed this big bruiser mean he's changing his, uh, his uh, outlook on how the team should play? So that'll be interesting to see what we're like when, when we are at full tilt and we have everybody available from injury and COVID and see what way he lines us up because that could be what, what, what's yep. in his thinking. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and we get on to that in a moment uh, because because <laughs> the first question I posed about identity, I'm definitely going to come back to it, I promise. I promise I'm going to come back to it because I think it's a real valid point and for me that's what I want to see for the rest of the season. Um, who do you think the cover of fullback is, Teddy? Well, I, I, got, I can guarantee you, I've got. I suppose right back. I, I probably would, I might have a yeah. different opinion in this well, one. That, that is the well, that is the question, really. So, Konza can play there. Two and Zabi can play there. Yeah, that's Ashley mean. Young potentially could play there. No, Ashley can't. I, play I don't want to see him playing there, but he could no. potentially play there. Um, I'm, I'm not worried about right back at all. I'm not worried about left back at all. Um, if if worse came to worse, and we had to. Two injuries on either side, you know. We've, we've uh, Courtney House can play on the left as well. So Ashley Young, Matt Target. So there's there's plenty there. I'm not worried about that. I am worried about the centre midfield. Just if yeah. if we were if we were to lose Dougie to injury for any period of time, I think we're in trouble. Yeah, and that's that's a, that's a valid piece. You know, that's valid, valid, valid thought for sure. And I think that's what's going through everybody's mind because Douglas Deweese now becomes. Like literally wrap him in cotton wool during the week. He becomes Paul McGrath territory. I, I'm okay with him not training during the week. Is like so he doesn't get injured, um, at the moment. Um, yeah, I I think the big piece for there for me there at fullback is yes, Ashley Young can cover right back. Like Ashley Young doesn't have a massive body of work at right back. He, yes, I know you're going to people are going to say he's played more games there than Kanza, played more games there than Twin Zabi, but he's had a longer career. He's 36 years of age. I don't particularly want to see him on the right side of of the field 
at all if I possibly can, just because uh, because of his age and because um, you know he's predominantly a left-sided player. But look, so be it. If he has to be over there, he has to be over there. I'm not going to spit my toys out and, and say, I told you so about it. Mm. I hope he performs absolutely brilliant no matter where we put him in the field, um, for sure. Um, Bof, or Biff, good to see you, everybody. Once again, well done to the 23s. 23s had a great second half. There's a man. There's a man that's going to actually... Not, well, Biff as well. But there's a man <laughs> who's going to... Um, going to uh, Jesus, I lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, going to put going to put thoughts in Dean Smith's mind is Philogene Bades absolutely pulled it out of the fire against Wickham tonight, and that twenty threes game ripped it up in the second half. Cameron Archer as well got a goal in the first half there too. Two guys, two guys in around the squad. You know, I, I I'm I'm okay with giving you the chance in certain instances, and Philogene uh, Bades could be. You know, it could be a reason that we maybe start playing Bundy in, in more in midfield. Once again, smaller yeah. player. I know he's not the pr prototype I want, but Philogene Bidace is doing absolutely nothing wrong. He's done nothing wrong yeah. since we came back uh, this season, whether it be in preseason or in, in, in any game he's played. He's been absolutely yeah. outstanding. And I, I, let, I let it roll there earlier where you mentioned Morgan Sanson playing for the under-23s. I think that's a huge thing. And... Yeah. You know, I don't think we've I don't think we've seen anywhere near what we can expect from Morgan Sanson, and maybe he's going to play a bit deeper. We don't know. So there's a lot there's a lot going on, and I'm sure Dean Smith has it in his head of what he wants to do. And me being deflated is no no reflection on Dean Smith. This is mm. just me being the average Joe Soap on on the terrace that's that's unhappy, and I think that was bound to happen given everything that's going on. Not just losing Jack, just the COVID stuff injuries we just we just can't go to break at the moment and and you know even in the matches we're due a break <laughs> yeah. it just doesn't seem to be coming for us i agree um i'm shit at reading out these these handles arachnophila lingard wouldn't be bad i don't see it myself I, I look. I might throw it up for West Ham afterwards, but I, I just. Uh, I, oh, actually, I just see you popped it in afterwards. But at thirty mil, no. Yeah, that was exactly going to be my. Uh, going to be my point in him as well. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay anything. Like for me, he's he's grand. He's fine. But 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 thirty million will will, will get you a better player. Um and. Plus, as I said, if I was spending thirty million, it'd be in Weston McKinney, and I tell him keep the change. Um, if uh, if I had thirty million, that's 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 what I do in that one because uh, I think he's just going to be a cracking player. Um, but alas, that's this is the second time how, we've been linked with him, and that, that they can that they can offload Jesse Lingard potentially at the same price as they just bought Cristiano Ronaldo. It's nuts. He's not going to go. I think Fabrizio came out earlier on and said Lingard is, is staying with United, and he'll probably. Well, he's not. Get, but he's not going to go to West Ham. I think is what he was saying. Yeah. But, um, he gets many minutes. You'd be surprised Sorry, if somebody, somebody could come in at this late stage and, and take a chance on him. Yeah, we'll see. Paddy, you were on the phone there. You might. I'm convinced you know more, Martin. You're letting on. I'm telling you, um, but if he stays at United, if Jesse Lingard stays at United, he'll get as many minutes for United between now and now and uh, January as I will. So, uh, so, so that's something. Here's a good point, Jono, Tim, Tim, as he's now forever known, uh, Timmy. For the under Timmy. If we call him Timmy, yeah, we give him his give him give give him his dues. Plays for the under twenty threes. Um, he's a big big boy. All right, he he actually he played. 
but he played for the for the twenty threes in a game at the start of the season. I can't remember what I think it might have been a preseason game. I watched it and um literally it was like as if Carney wasn't gone. You know, he had that impact. He was a big, imposing guy. Once again, he's only a kid. He's only 19. But last year in the Premier League, West Ham fans, or West Brom fans, and uh, they, they were all crying out for him to be given a run in, in a, in a fail, albeit a failing team last season. But they said, we need a bit of a big boy. We need a bit, uh, a bit of steel in the midfield. They were crying out for him. Villa poached him. They're obviously not going to throw him straight into the first team. But he's playing with the 23s. Who's to say by the end of the year he doesn't come on and get a couple of minutes here and there and develop into something because he's well thought of. He was he was their their young player of the year last year. Um, yeah. Academy player of the year, young player of the year. It's all the one. But whatever, it's one of the two. But look, comes with good pedigree. Um, so good old Tim. Um uh, 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 yeah, and there's Jano again. He says in a year or two's time he he'll be in the team. I, like he's as I say, Villa want to hoover up all the talent in around the West Midlands. So um, he's obviously been near Mark. Then looks Mark Harrison's going to know him inside out anyway. From from being at West Ham, Paddy, I'm going to wind you up and let you go at this one here. So the international break is a joke. It's a joke every season, but this season it's ridiculous. Okay, I, don't, I just don't, I never read the last bit of it. I just don't like it, international football. When you're speaking to the two, to two similar-minded gentlemen here, John Paddy, what do you make well, of this international break? Apart, apart from the last part of that comment, I agree completely. The that the reason being, I'm going to two international games during this break, and I can't wait to get back in the stadium and watch live, live football. But I'd much prefer that to be Villa Park. But as it stands, it's it's going to be the Aviva Stadium for for two Ireland games. But I totally agree with you, John. I don't understand why, in current times, this needs to be done. It's it it's ridiculous, really. We've we've just had the Euros. It was an absolute shit show. There was matches cancelled all over Europe. There were full stadiums in Budapest and empty stadiums elsewhere. It's absolutely crazy, absolute madness, and. I totally agree with you. It should be just wiped out this season. And when we get things back to normal, try and play a bit of catch-up then. Or go to the end of the season, run playoffs and get the games played off in a few weeks and do it then. But to to, to send players all around the world where COVID is rife, it's just, it just begs belief. You know, we saw John McGinn being, uh, you know, he, he was a close contact during the Euros and, and miss some of it, the, the preparation as well. It, it's just crazy. Like, the, the, the Euros is madness in itself when you think that Scotland were playing all their matches at home or, or in London and yet flew to Portugal for a bloody friendly. It's nuts. Mm, but yeah. anyway, the, the, you probably shouldn't have got us started on it, but actually I do agree completely that there's no way there should be international football in the middle of the season. Uh, Paddy, uh, Adson Edward has left your beloved Celtic and is gone to uh, Crystal Palace. Just thought I'd throw that one in there. Two seasons too late. Oh, that's okay. I thought you might be a bit more disappointed than that. But they did oh, sign no, a de- no. they signed actually a wicked little player. He was uh, he was very good in the in the was it under nineteen or under twenty one championships recently. Um, another Jota Celtic signed him, but this isn't a Celtic podcast yet. Um, and if it was, uh, we'd have to change all. It was, ah, it's too much too much effort. We'd have to change all the logos. <laughs> Wouldn't work. Wouldn't work. Um, yeah. So right. Uh, 
the, the identity piece, Paddy. The identity piece. So I've seen an awful lot. The, the, the two two things I've seen on Twitter an awful lot are we didn't spend we we, we barely spent any money and we're in profit, which I think is a misnomer in in a, in a lot of ways. What I've said earlier on. Um, the other thing I said is Smith doesn't have an identity in doesn't have an identity for this team. Where do you fall down on that, Paddy? Because I've got some juices flowing on this one, but I don't want to go yeah. off on one first. You know, as, as I alluded to there when we spoke about Morgan Sanson and not signing on the defensive midfielder, I believe he... Oh, don't, don't drop out on me again, Paddy. Every time I mention I, the, the club's identity, your, your internet seems to go. <laughs> yeah. So... As I was saying, the club's identity, um, or the midfield's identity. So, so look, this is this is something that's going to be up for debate. I think we're going to talk about it an awful lot over the course of the season. We need to find something more in midfield. The old option of get it out to the left hand wing as fast as possible. We don't know if that's going to be a viable option. And look, that was our identity. As I said, we sold our identity for hundred million, like it or like it or not. We did our playing identity, our midfield identity was predicated around get the ball out to Jack Grealish as quick as possible. And um, and then regroup in the middle midfield. It, it's no, no massive. Um, there is no massive kind of uh, secret in that. But like, I think it. I think if we are going to go down the route, and and I thought we were against against Watford in the first game. If we are going to go down the route of the smaller midfielders and having John McGinn in there, Jacob Ramsey, um, Douglas Louise, we're going to need to keep possession more because the more we keep possession, the less defending we have to do in midfield. And I'm okay with even doing the Brentford approach. Like Brentford, had more possession and more passes last week. You look back at any at at, at any heat maps for Brentford. You look back at where their passes took place. Any kind of statistical analysis of that, they passed around the triangle in front of their in between their midfield and, and, and Ethan Pinnock essentially and I'm okay with Aston Villa doing that a small a bit more provided that we're comfortable with doing it but we don't look comfortable doing that anymore so I'm really intrigued to see what kind of identity uh, Smith is going to bring into this team considering we're going to have we have three small men in midfield like so it's uh, in whatever way we kind of butter the bread here I know it's going to be three small men in midfield because the transfer window is closing in 15, 14 minutes time and there isn't even a sniff of a signing so um it looks like it looks like we have what our lot is and and when i say three small men i i, do, I don't really include carney because i think he's not, he, he's going to get games all right but he's not going to be starting in our midfield for for the for, for unless there's Issues like we had previously, you know, in, in yeah. the last game. But Paddy, I, I, I cut you off. You were cut off there just as you were um, in full flow. Yeah. <laughs> um, but look, what, what the point I think I was making was that that Dean Smith knows what what his identity is going to be, and that's why he signed the players that he has. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't completely rule out us playing a back three. Yeah. Um, Solves a lot by, of problems. Judging by what I've seen, so. Um, let's just keep it posted. Keep keep an eye on it and see what happens. There's a lot that can happen with what we have. I'm, you know, obviously if I I'm only basing my disappointment on how we played last season, and I think if we're going to play the same way, then we need a, de a defensive central midfielder. If that's not signed, maybe he is going to change it, and maybe he's going to change the identity of the whole club and how we play football. Because as we know. When you're a big club, you've got to match it up at under 18s and under 23s. So we'll see what happens over the coming weeks. And for now, we'll we'll uh, we'll sit on the fence. 
Also, look, we've got two prob- we've got two thirty million pound strikers as well now, which is a good good problem to have. Um, of course. <laughs> well, we yeah. So like like we're going to have to. Th- there will be changes. Uh, I'm going to say, but it may we may not see changes in the formation, but we may see changes in our build up play and how things work. Be very interested actually over these next two weeks to see if that coach that we were supposed to be interviewing for comes in. Um, I don't think it was, I think at the time they said they weren't going to rush anything, but. Um, maybe they can't do it now with, with positive COVID cases or whatever. But uh, be just interested to see if a coach comes in because, um, like Dean Smith has said that that they are interviewing for somebody. So um, be interested to see when that happens. Philip, howdy, partner. Good to see you. Um, our club are buying young talent from all over the country, and we need to show that youth has a chance. Otherwise, we won't be a good option for these players. I, I, I think that's, I think that's a fabulous point. I think it is a fabulous point, and I think. You know, Christian Perslow doesn't say that Kenny Chukmueka is the best sixteen-year-old in the country, and then the club gives him. I, I think. I think there's a. I. I, I think there's met. There's a joined-up thinking when when he says that, and then less than eighteen months later, he's making his debut for for Aston Villa, albeit mm-hmm. in, in because of COVID issues. But you know, let's yeah, be that team. I think, I think we know that we we've already championed all those young guys all over the years. Mm. The problem I have is. Uh, the guys who are on the periphery, and, and let's be honest, we, we've attracted players because these guys are on the periphery. We saw we saw Carney make his debut. We, we saw uh, Jaden Philidy and Bidace coming in and out. We also, but for an injury to Esri Conza, would have saw Cameron Archer make his Premier League debut at the weekend. So the boys said that there as well, yeah. Yeah, so it's, um, it's, it's a huge thing to be able to attract these players. But unfortunately, the ones that we have uh, in central defensive midfielder in that position are not able to step up just yet but we have some very bright prospects there and who knows maybe he has plans to put them in there great point here from Supi Mark not having a fixed identity means we shouldn't fall apart so badly if the identity is forced to change <laughs> great, no, but 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 genuinely fantastic um, fantastic comment there I, I th- it, it, it is a fantastic comment if we don't get such a concrete identity like we had last season because look whatever way you want to whatever way you want you, you want to cut it up last year it was passive in midfield protect the D I literally I, I nearly got a tattoo of it last year the amount of times I said it Midfield was passive. We chased them around up top. We let them. We let them control everything from our half as far as the D, and that was an issue in itself. It drew. It drew. Uh, it drew uh, midfields on us. It drew teams who can shoot from long range on us, and uh, we did it. We did it well against the big teams. We did it really well. That's why we won one nils, two nils. That's why we won most of our games two nil last season, um, because we were very good at defending that. I'm okay if we go back to that. To that. To that. Uh, way of defending in midfield. I'm okay with seeding ground and then hitting teams in the break. I just don't know. We just won't know until we see Bertrand, Troy, and Leon Bailey and see what they have there. Because if Leon Bailey can carry the ball, like if we can get Leon Bailey to carry the ball to 80% of the way Jack Grealish can do it, hey, last year's identity comes back on the table very fucking quickly because like Leon Bailey we don't we, we've, we've no idea what he's like you know and he could yeah. literally be up and down that wing like 90 to the gallon and 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 who knows but to have uh, to not have such a fixed identity you know that we've got options in the squad is it, it's both a, it's both a, a positive and it can be a negative as well depending on do the are, do the other players going to be comfortable doing this but uh I like that comment I like that comment and that's one that I think we will we'll, 
uh, should be revisited throughout the course of the year to see if um you know if we're seeing different tactical setups like you mentioned paddy three at the back maybe four four two i just i can't see how we ever line up four four two um in the in in the league but then again you know i'm not i'm not paid to manage manage the club um but uh, if we do and it turns out to be the best formation we'll then play it I, i'm not stuck rigidly to any formation and i don't think uh, any manager should be so um yeah listen look it's we'll we'll find our identity and hopefully we find it and finish in a, in, in as lofty a position as we possibly can hopefully so uh, wow we've got people here who are getting banned <laughs> okay <laughs> blocking this apologies for anybody in the in the um in the comments yeah blocked a ton of people there um racism isn't cool nor is homophobia okay so if anybody saw those in the comments i i apologize on behalf of that person who is in my view slightly um not nice very not Thank nice you. uh very very not nice um ba -ba 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 -ba. this would be nice Talking Kanye getting a long term deal. Lock him up for the next eight years. Give him a deal till he's 26. That seems to be the age that people like to leave our club. So give him an eight year deal. Uh, yeah. Give him an eight year deal then so that we can we can lock him up until then. But then again, he'll leave on a free. So give him a one year deal every year up until his 20, 25th birthday and then give him an eight year deal so that we can protect his value. And um, stop putting release clauses in. Stop putting release, but you, you, actually, that that there, there's there's a piece actually on that that I'm sure will come out soon, and I'm uh, well, it won't come. Not sorry, I phrased this all wrong as if I'm going to talk about Jack Grealish. I'm not. I'm talking about contracts in general. You've seen an awful lot of players. Ethan Ampadu is another is is a player. Uh, just uh, got to Venezia today, so he went to. Did he go to Leipzig? Then he went to Sheffield United last season. He's gone to Venezia. He's doing the tour of. Uh, pretty decently coached teams that that, that and, and he's gone out to italy to learn the catenaccio uh defensive uh way but when he goes on loan they sign him to a new contract each time so they're signing you see this with a lot of the lot of the big clubs when they're sending players out on loan they're signing them to contracts like and extending it every year so he's now signed up until 2024 all that's doing is if he goes out there and knocks their socks off and knocks Serie's socks off and let's say Juventus or AC Milan say, we want that kid that can go, yeah, but he's got a contract now, lads. He's got a contract, cough up the money, you know, so they're not losing out in a year on his value if he does progress. And that's just smart accounting. That's just smart management. So mm. interesting one. Yeah, interesting one. But nothing we've got to worry about at the moment. Although we did. We signed up a couple of guys and sent them out. Should we sign Finn as and yeah. to a two-year deal and sent him off on loan to, to, to North, uh, Newport. Newport Town? Yeah. Um, Faroe Islands, excellent. Where was Faroe Islands? <laughs> Our nemesis in uh, Ireland's nemesis for many years in uh, European qualification. <laughs> they, they had an Irish manager out there for a long time as well, and Brian Kerr. Did, did Brian Kerr manage? Oh, he did. He did. He managed in the Faroe Islands. Jesus, Brian Kerr. My God. Um. Fred Red fifty is Smith sits is sorry is Smith's tactics too simple to compete with the top six? 
I'm going to say, I'm going to say we don't know yet because, and I'm not trying to get you guys to go back and watch another video that we did. But if you look at how Smith has played since he came into the Premier League, it's a video on John McGinn and, and what John McGinn has actually done and the different different formations he's played up to last season. He's played three different positions. And last season he played actually a fourth because last season he was he he was uh he was in a completely different he was given a completely different role as well. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's not too simple. And but I've got to base that on is is pretty simple in in itself. Look at our performances against the top six last season and see mm. see how we how we undone them in with the exception of Man City and Man United, we like we we did the double over uh Arsenal. We did I know that doesn't look great now at the moment, but it was big deal at the time. We hammered Liverpool. Um, you know, and we did very well against most of the teams that were ahead of us. The, our main problem seems to be the teams that are below us, and that's where we're dropping the points. But look, I I don't believe it's it's too simple. I think I think he's quite capable of putting together a tactical masterclass and picking a team that's capable of going and picking picking holes in in the likes of Liverpool as we did last season. Um, albeit it's going to be a lot harder this season without our talisman. But who knows? Maybe our talisman is, is sitting up there resting his hamstring in Leon Bailey. Maybe it's Emily Buendia who hasn't quite grown into it just yet. And maybe it's going to be Danny Ings. But, you know, there's so much there up top. I'm not one bit worried in the slightest. There's goals all over the place. Um, Philogene Bedez is absolutely storming it. And he's come true. He's come true from, uh, from the kids. So, look... I, I I don't think it's too simple. I I think I think you just he has to adapt to to every team that he plays, and we're actually more struggling to adapt against the lesser teams than we are against the bigger teams. The year before we had the opposite problem; we were hammered by everybody in the top half of the table, and we did mediocre against the teams around us and just survived on the last day of the season. But last year we were much better and much improved. Mm. Thanks very much, Fred, uh, for that answer. Really appreciate it. Cheers, um, Fred. There's a question there. Someone popped in there about uh, where is it gone to? I can't find it now. Paul Kelly, any Chelsea midfielders we can take on loan? And <laughs> what? But, but 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 listen, listen to my question, right? Is there anyone here who take Ross Barkley back for a body in midfield? I'm not saying a word. <laughs> I, I, I paused for a bit. I but I paused for a bit. Um, no, no, no. Ruben laughed his cheek. I take him. Mm. Take him alone. Uh, and and you know what? If you were to take Ross Barkley, you'd get him very, 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 very cheaply now. That's that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Like that's like. Fuck it. Before his injury, Ross Barkley was like, I sat here and I said, spend the 30 million on him. I got, yeah. I, I drank the Kool-Aid. I got caught up in the hype of Ross Barkley. And I'm going to be honest with you, optimistic and all as I am, I'm usually guarded with regards to, 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 to things. It's players like Ross Barkley, but man, he swept me away. And I think he swept a lot of fans away. It's everything that happened after that was the petulance. Uh, yeah. Everything else was, was, was a detraction, but, um, yeah, and AJ agrees with me, agrees as well. Ruben locked his cheek, someone that could come in. Um, but Ross does have an attitude problem. There's, there's uh, 
course. There's not at all. It's come in. No way. I was doing that for, I, don't worry. I was doing that to try and draw out Patty. Don't worry. <laughs> I was doing that. There was, there was method to my madness there. there. Um, Got to go a small bit off topic just because I like this comment here and 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 well not that I like it but I've n I've not actually given too much thought to it but recent interview Roy Keane and Gary Neville where Roy was talking about two two players at Villa who are rude to staff and had a bad bad attitude. Yeah, we we, <laughs> we discussed this already, Neil. Um, Did we? we? Well, I messaged you about it when it came out. Oh yeah, I said yeah 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 I I, I said I I said. Yeah, I, I said and somebody. I, I gave you and, two and, and names, I, and I can't remember the second one. I can't remember either of them. I can only remember I was talking. I, I I asked you, was it Stephen Ireland? And you said no. He was a completely lovely guy, <laughs> and uh, you gave me the full story. And I went, Jesus, I didn't know that at all. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think we um, and I don't want to put a slight on anyone's character, but I think Russian Hepburn Murphy was one of them. Oh yeah, I remember you did say that. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't remember. Poor old Rob getting bullied by a 17-year-old kid. Exactly, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> um, I don't know. Jolien Lescott, maybe. I don't think he gets on with too much. Maybe he was one. Um, I don't think that was the other name that I mentioned. But anyway, that there, there's two that it could be. Yeah. Mar uh, Shane says he thinks it might have been Benton Lescott. Uh, Lescott probably considering uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe it was. Was Ben gone at that stage? Think it was he on loan at Derby? Good, I, I no, yeah. that would have been 2015. Did he leave after 2015 season? Um, it's mad how there was a time there where I lived in so many different houses each season that I, I go on and I think, right, what house was I living in when I was watching that match when, when Tim Sherwood was manager? Yeah, I was living in a lovely place called Westport. Um, here in Ireland, if anyone, I'm sure if anybody's ever been in a stag in Ireland, they've been to Westport. That's for sure. Um, that's for sure. Uh, I know Gabby tweeted about it or put it up on, on Instagram about uh, laughing at, at Roy Keane saying that there was two, two people had an attitude problem in, in the Villa Park dressing room. But, Maybe um, he was talking about Gabby too. Could have been. Richards could be another one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, I he gets know. on very well with Richards now, doesn't he? Yeah. Time heals all wounds, even for all curmudgeons like Roy Keane. Um, although he's still going to take, he's still going to be a top manager. He said because of what happened in two thousand and seven when he took Sunderland up that year. Um, anyway, this is the Roy Keane podcast. We we people know our feelings on that. Uh, no, it's Villa related, no problem discussing it's, that. One. It's Villa related, yeah. It's Villa related at the moment. He doesn't seem to like us much anymore. So he's still um, shy. <laughs> he's he still Mister like Boy. Yeah. Um, Danny Drinkwater went to Reading on loan. Damn it! I was just scrolling oh, through through the the Chelsea the Chelsea team here to try and throw out another another few at you. But uh, actually, they did have one that's gone on loan to AC Milan. And to be honest with you, um, when I was doing the Check the Courier podcast, uh, he he his statistics mimicked this player, uh, Timu Bakayoko, who was on loan at, at, at Milan two years ago, then on loan at Napoli last year. And 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 he he's he's a good defensive midfielder. Just I don't know. Chelsea just bought him and then changed managers, and he just fell down yeah. the pecking order. He would have been good, but he's he's gone to AC Milan on loan, and then AC Milan get to buy him for eighteen million euros. I think next season, steal of the century. 
yeah. steal of the century. And Mark, Mark, uh, Mark Gore, Marcel Sabitzer, uh, from Leipzig to, to Munich, 16 or 18 million euros. Like the rich get richer in that aspect. Absolutely, the rich get richer, but um, still not in storing, Paddy. None of the well, I can't tell now because I'm on, I'm on well, my phone, on your, so you're on your phone, anything. yeah. Anyone out there want to let us know if we've signed anyone? Uh, I do know that Buddy Moore Heat has closed up and has been since six o'clock. So, I, someone sent me a photo. Someone sent me a photograph earlier. That doesn't mean you have to be a body more heat to sign a player. No in, this no, no. in this COVID world, you could be signing a player on Zoom. Yeah. Uh, wow. Just a little piece here. Uh, oh, no. Sorry. I thought it was something else. Just out of interest, Paddy. Did you see the Marseille? Was it? Was it Marseille? Who was it? Nice and... Or the fans came out to the field instead of punching Dimitri Payet. Trump bottles at him. See that? <laughs> um, I don't know why that just popped into my mind because I thought Guendouzi was playing in that game as well and I just saw a tweet about Guendouzi, but it was... Uh, uh, yeah, don't mind me. I'm just having a small little senior moment here um, as I'm going down through this. But uh, yeah, like... Doesn't look like anything's going to happen. Looks like Dean Smith was was true to his word over the last couple of days. He said he's happy enough with his squad, and unless something mind blowing blew up, that uh, he wasn't going to wasn't going to be in a position to um to to, to pull the trigger. And and but I I do believe the club when the club said there's money there if the right player comes along. And I think yeah. you have to look. look I, I I know we all want somebody. But I think the club, like, like, think of it this way: once bitten, twice shy. And in, in Dean Smith's situation, I think three times bitten, three times shy. Tom Carroll came in uh, right on deadline day, barely played a game. Barker Baston came in right on deadline day, barely played a game. Ross Barkley comes in, starts off like a train, and then you know flitters out. So I think, I think maybe the thought process was there: if we can't get the person we really, really want, do we want someone to come in here? For on loan, come in for a short term basis, then we have to get them out and then get someone back in again. We've had a lot of turmoil and a lot of flux within the club already. Dean Smith, there was there was a point made actually when I was doing the Villa View last night that Thomas Frank's team have been together for quite a while and they've played together for the last two or three years. Whereas we've changed our team almost every year for the last two or three years. You know, we've got new players in and you know, we've lost Jack Grealish this year when we had probably the most stable side that we could try and build upon. And and, and that has a Massive effect that has a huge effect. So maybe the the the, the meta behind the madness there was this: look, we're, we're all in a green greens here. Lads. We all wanted another central midfielder. Yeah. There's no one here. There's no one here who would have said no. Actually, take him back. We don't want him. But we all wanted a good central midfielder as well. I think that's fair to say because when I throw the when I throw the name there, Ross Barkley would anyone have taken Ross Barkley? No, wouldn't have taken him. So it wasn't a case of getting bodies yeah. in. I'm sure they could have got a body in. But they want the right players at this stage, and and I think yeah. that's probably fair enough. Look, it's my we have enough midfielders. It's just a case of we are we are we always want more. There's always one more player you can have to make you better. Um, so of course, we'll see what 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 side of the coin uh, it falls on over. Like I'm going to say it here and now, Paddy. Regardless of whether we sign the defensive midfielder, we're in for a pretty shitty September. I think so. <laughs> it's, 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 I think it's I've, I've already one. written off Chelsea. 
it's a tough one. Like, and Spurs are flying. It's top of the league, Spurs. God, can't get my head around that. We don't that have one. them till October, so hopefully that'll be a fresh month. Do we not have them? Yeah, like we've 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 a tough month of September now. Yeah. Um, we got to bring in a defensive as well with the cup as well. So yeah, it's not yeah. it's not going to be pleasant. Chelsea, we're, we're Chelsea's bogey team though. We're Chelsea's bogey team. We're only, we were one of only what two teams to beat Thomas Tuchel last year in the Premier in in the Premier League. So yeah, you know he has to prove it against us. That's what I'm saying. He's to prove it against uh, against Aston Villa. Um, I think we can get points out of Everton. I think we've got Everton in that run as well. Yeah, Don't Everton think. just after Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea, Everton. Who else? Man City, Man United. Is it? Yeah, because Ronaldo plays against us, and there was effect as every player has that tweet of most goals scored against in the Premier League. Smack bang at the top. Twelve games played. Eight go or sorry, eight goals scored, five games played against Aston Villa or something like that. Something mental. And, and then the next team was five and five games played. And I'm looking at it going, like, does every striker just feast when they play against Aston Villa? Like it's just oh, I hope McGinn goes through him from behind anyway. When it, and I hope it's his debut and McGinn just absolutely breaks him in two because uh I'm spiteful. No, we will, sorry. We'll let Shane Duffy do it on Wednesday night and, and sort him out. For us in advance, Paddy, there isn't the hope in two hells that he's going to be playing Wednesday night. I don't think. Oh, sorry, he will be playing for Portugal <laughs> Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> Shane Duffy might be playing Wednesday night. <laughs> you can take that as uh, as it will. Portugal, Portugal could play with three goalkeepers, I think, in the field and and have them all playing outfield on, on Wednesday night, and they might have a chance of getting a result against Ireland. Um, but uh, you're going to, as you said, you're after after the Viva for it. Uh, no, not for that one. That one is away uh, tomorrow night, and then we're at home to Serbia, Azerbaijan on Saturday, and Serbia on Tuesday. I think the Azerbaijans, yeah, and then Serbia, Serbia, our, our nemesis as well. We can't seem to to catch a break against Serbia. Yeah. Um, so we're, do you know what? We were going to stay up until eleven just in case, but I think resistance is futile at the moment. Plus, I might get. This is only this is only um a stud wall here, and I think she who is to be obeyed might put her fist through it if I keep on talking, uh, as loud as I am for much longer. So, uh, um, I think we might have to wrap this one up. But uh, sorry, we're going to wrap it up on a on a positive note. They, they wouldn't Mbappe be too bad would they? No, they'd be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be great to bring on the last ten minutes if you're chasing a game, wouldn't they? Yeah. Um, be super. Isn't it, isn't it absolutely bonkers that the the teams that they claimed had no money, like. Real Madrid are offering in the region a 200 million euro for Mbappe. Man City, 100 million. Uh, Man, Man United, 100 million in wages alone for one of their players. It's bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. Mm. The way the world has gone. And you know what? There'll be no punishment. They can do what they like. Do like. Someone just popped in there. I'm loving this. There's a, there was a... There's there's a bit of a chat going on in the chat there about bad loans that we've had, but somebody <laughs> threw up here and said that we should have brought back Andre Green. Andre Green is going to play for who? Is a Slovan Bratislava in the in um, Slovakian Slovenians one of those leagues, but he's going to be playing European football. Well, he's going to be playing European qualification games um, mm. for that team, and I'm all for that. I think every if like what's the point of going down to League Two or League One? Go out far, out far, make yourself a hero. Why not? 
absolutely brilliant. I wish him all the best luck in the world. And we'll see him, like, he, there, there was a, a thing going on on Twitter. He's going to play European, uh, European football before Jack Grealish. You know, so at least we got an academy prospect to go <laughs> to another team and play and play European football. So, um, yeah, fair play to him. And, and I wish him all the best in the world. Yeah. Lads, we've had, at one stage tonight, we had 167 people watching a, a transfer talk podcast where there was no transfers. That's how brilliant Aston Villa fans are. Never let it be said. Whenever anybody says Aston Villa fans aren't aren't just top-notch, you absolutely are. But thanks, everybody, for, for tuning in. Um, we're going to take a bit of a break over the international break. Um, I need to recharge the batteries between work and everything here, and um, I'm, I'm going to take a few days away. Um, so unless something monumental happens, we probably won't be back for the next five or seven days. But uh, thank you so much for everything. I've literally, I feel like I've been a news anchor for the last couple of days anyway. I think it's my four podcasts in a row and different podcasts and whatever. But I really enjoy it. And, and I really enjoy when you guys throw questions and interact with us as well. Uh, so so thanks so much for, for absolutely everything you do. It's, it's some crack doing these podcasts because of everyone, because of everyone who interacts. So thank you so much. Um, Paddy, actually, before we go, you have a loan roundup. Jesus. After all your hard work. Let's go through um, it. Let's I, do think, it. I think we'll have to leave it off, Neil, because I've had to move room. You've had to move. Here. Okay. That's brilliant. <laughs> so if I move, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. So we'll we'll have it for the next one. You can tweet and it out. Apologies maybe. to everybody for, for my earlier um ducking in and out. Fully okay. uh, well, the last time I was here, everything was fine. So what can you do? Exactly. Before we go, thank you so much, Rod. You're an absolute legend. Thank you so much for that. Been on fire the last few months. Enjoy your break. Really appreciate that. Thank you so much. And thanks, um, Rod. Yeah, gentlemen, for that. And thanks to everybody. Thanks to everybody for, for everything you do. It's uh, really, really appreciate. And I know I say it all the time, but I do mean it. But uh, that's it, guys. Looks like transfer window is. And, and believe you me. If somebody signs in the next 21 minutes, we'll be back on again. So uh, keep the notifications on on YouTube and, uh, and yeah. on Twitter. But, is, uh, is, Jim, is Jim White out in his yellow tie tonight? I don't know. Yellow mankini. Is he still doing it? Did he not hang that up? I don't know. I, do, I, I wouldn't watch it if my life depended on it now, to be honest. Hmm. Listening to him, talk, calling everybody mate that he never met in his life before. No, thanks. But, <laughs> There's a mate that just popped oh, in, yeah. Rick Leong. Good to see you, Rick. Thanks a million for tuning in. If anybody's ever in San Francisco, California, and you just feel like you want to talk Aston Villa at any stage, that's the man to hit up. He's uh, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> the <laughs> Mr. Villa over that side. Absolutely. Um, he he needs absolutely. to stop going to the A's games, though. And San Jose Earthquakes, is this? Stick to Villa. No, dude. <laughs> Is the A's the baseball team, the athletics? Oh, that's it, yeah. Ah, that's okay, though. That's okay. Paul Di Podesta. Um, not well, Vill not well Villa around, though, Neil. Ah, that's fine, too. That's fine, too. Look, man's got to do what a man's got to do. Listen, I went to watch a hurling match last Sunday. And uh, <laughs> so we all got to do what we got to do. Um, lads, we've got a minute and five. We've got an hour and five minutes out of, out of no transfers. That's like you guys are bloody amazing. But um, we, I we are going to call it quits in that one. Thanks so much, guys. We will be back after the um after the the international break. We'll be back with a Chelsea preview, and if anything breaks, we'll be back to to, to do it in the meantime. But everybody, mind yourselves, stay, stay safe, keep the faith, and all that's left to say is up the villa.
Op de Villa. Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.